welcome back to another episode of Can I Help You? <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Can I Help You? Uh-huh. Hey, what took you so long? Y'all can't see us right now, but we are, you know, because we film on Zoom and we have our backgrounds. Oh, We're on geez. vacation. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. This week. So okay, to all our listeners, we're just very giggly. You know why? Cause there's just a lot of shit. This shit is so funny because there's just so much to decompress, decode, deconstruct. And it's just wow. You know what I mean? How doing, by the way? Because we drop a lot of flies, apparently. Uh-uh. Dropping means you are dead. It means I'm not death. dropping. <laughs> I'm alive. So, are you? Well, you don't off, hear me? Start us off, Trinia. Start us off. So, <clears throat> I went to a Kendrick Lamar concert as y'all know from last episode and that same day we were filming which was August 4th <laughs> I started feeling ill <sighs> I went and tested on August 6th and your girl was positive for COVID-19 dun 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 yeah. It's still here, everybody. COVID still exists. It still exists. So, one, it was my fault. Mm. I should have went to the concert with a mask. I thought I would have been fine because I've been, like, inching away from the mask little by little. But, you know, like, still wearing them. I wear the mask to the grocery store. But for some reason, I was like, you know, let me just let me just try a concert, not wear one. Dumb. Um, there was a woman, I'm not going to say the row or seat number. Say her name. Say her name. Okay, so, um, it was the Spectrum Center, okay, where I was at. I was, um, area 116, okay. I was row, um, row I, seat two. This individual was in the row in front of me, H, she was seat one and she was coughing the whole time. And then the person I went with, he was like, oh, she coughing. I hope we don't get sick. Did he get sick? No. He did not get sick. I'm, I did. I'm immunity. So, yep, so I got COVID-19. So I want to talk to y'all about my experience because I feel like, I don't know, maybe me, I haven't really, like, looked too much um, for experiences. But, you know, like, people experience different things with COVID-19. So I did get vaccinated in March and April of last year, so 2021. And then I got a booster in November of 2021. You got so I don't know if that booster. 
Yes. You know, you know these vaccines don't save nothing. You're still going to get it. Oh, it's on. just, I guess, a matter of, you know, how strong it is for you. So the August 4th, that's when I started feeling the symptoms. So I feel like last episode when we were filming, I was like a little bit silly. But I think that's when I started to feel it a lot because my brain just felt like foggy. Overheated. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But the thing was, I never got a fever. Hmm. I never had a fever. So the night went on. You know, I, I can feel myself not feeling well. And then Friday comes... I'm like, yeah, I'm sick. So I get, it starts off with my chest. I can feel a little bit of a pressure, um, some nasal congestion, not a lot, but it was really mostly like sore throat and then lungs. Then Saturday comes along, August 6th. So I go and get tested. Then that's when I start feeling more nasal congestion, my sore throat hurts a little bit more and I'm getting sweats I'm getting sweats sweating throughout the day um but then I'm also getting chills so I'm also cold at the same time so I'm going back and forth between staying um hot but staying cool and then I just gave up and then I was wearing long sleeve well one I was wearing long pants short sleeve shirt on top of that a long sleeve shirt on top of that a fleece robe and on top of that I was wearing a fleece blanket covering my head because I was like you know what I'm just gonna sweat it out I'm gonna stay warm I can't be doing the back and forth and then in between then I was taking showers twice a day extra hot steamy skin red boom okay Sunday comes along August 7th <laughs> um I I feel like I'm getting better I'm like oh shit like I'm getting better maybe I don't have COVID and then I get my results at like 6 p.m and they're like bitch you got COVID I was like no and so then I started texting everybody I got COVID it was a concert um but again I wasn't feeling like too bad it felt like I was getting better I wake up go to work on Monday everything's okay it's fine I'm like mm, I'd rather not be at work but I think I'm okay um and then we, I have to follow a protocol so I let them know that I have COVID um and I'm feeling ill and then they you know give me quarantine dates stuff like that two hours in I'm in so much pain one I'm hot so I'm just sweating and sweating and sweating and sweating like, my whole shirt in the front is just wet. But then everything in my body just hurts. Like, my head, like, my, the muscles where my eyebrows are, my the muscle in my cheeks, my knuckles, everything is just in pain. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And I'm giving people on the phone a little bit of attitude. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I should call out. Yeah. But you know me. I got to get that paper. So then... <laughs> I just go and take an ibuprofen. It kicks in within an hour. And then I just sit in bed and like work the whole day. And I'm still sweating, 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 sweating. Like, like I popped a molly. But I'm feeling better. And Yay. so 
over the course of the week, I've been getting better, better. So now I'm just coughing up um, phlegm or anything that's, you know, in my lungs. I have slight nasal congestion, but it's pretty much almost gone. So within a week, I'm pretty much at like 80% or something like that. So yeah, like COVID is not fun. Uh, it did feel kind of like, it felt like the flu, to be honest. And I know they say not to compare it to the flu, but that's what I know the most. So like, what else did I have, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so it felt like the flu um, went quicker than expected, but I'm just not sure if it's because it's the new variant or if it's because I was vaccinated and boosted. COVID's still here. Yeah, so please make sure you stay protected. At least it's not like when it first started, you told people, it's like, I have the, I have the vid. We'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, no, I'm still alive. It's like, nah, yeah. not going to be for a long time. But now it's like, I mean, at least it's you're getting better and things like that. Because when it first started, shit was going wild shit, bananas. That's because they didn't know what the fuck to do. I mean, well, now we've got monkeypox and that shit. I know people don't die from monkeypox, but <laughs> um, it don't look cute at all. Yeah. No, you got mm-hmm. sick too. What happened, babe? What okay, happened? So mine, I'm going to say it quickly because I have these bathrooms. <laughs> 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 oh, I have gotten a stomach virus at least once every three months since I've been here. At least once every three months. Again, as a foreigner, our stomachs are built different. There's different bacteria and there's different things in your body that protect you from this, you know, from whatever food that you're consuming. So I'm protected from the United States of America in my stomach. Mexico, on the other hand, I am not protected. Like if there is a different standard to meet here and meet preparation and whatever. And so it's like, unfortunately, I've gone to the market and I've picked up like meat where like, it's literally just sitting out there and I've cooked it myself. Beautiful, nothing's fine. You know, I put my little lemon and vinegar in it, let it sit for a couple minutes. And then I make sure to like over like, you know, cook it hard. That is not everyone's way of cooking here. And so I, I was really craving rotisserie chicken. And so mm. I was like, you know, it's pretty safe. But I ordered from a place that I usually don't order from. So when I got my bag, I opened the bag and I was like, mm, this smells different. So I couldn't tell if it was Mexican spices or the meat probably wasn't that fresh. So I have a small bite and I'm like, okay, this it's fine. I think maybe it's just a different spice that I'm not used to. But then I like, cause I was, you know, trying to do like a Sandra semi-homemade. I had like a pasta. And so then I put the, I like, you know, took the meat apart and put it in the pasta. And then when I took a, I took one bite of that pasta and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And it wasn't my cooking. It wasn't that, you know, it wasn't me. And it was very simple. It was just like a can of tomato, like, you know, like the little pasta sauce or whatever. I was like, Mm-mm, something is off. Something is off. I threw it away. That day I felt fine. 
but in the middle of the night I was like oh my god my stomach is cramping really badly and I feel like I have to use the bathroom so then I go and it's like lava an atomic bomb and it just was painful and it was lasting too long and I had to keep on going back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, this is some bullshit. Might as well just sit there. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> so, then, so then I was like, there waiting. <laughs> I literally was just there until like three in the morning, just like shitting. And then so normally if it's just if it's just coming out of one hole, I'm like, okay, like I'm I can just like relax and just it'll pass. But then it was coming out of both my holes. And I was like, mm, I can't deal with this. I can't. And then when I started vomiting, it was like not, it wasn't yellow and it wasn't orange. It was, it was very red. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out. <laughs> I need to figure out what I have to go do. So the next day I go to the hospital and they were like, yes, you have a, uh, you have severe food poisoning. And it's the same hospital that I've gone to three times now. And they were like, we don't understand why you don't come in right away so that you can get like, so you can get the help that you need. And I'm like, because I don't really know, you know, like I'm like, my body has always been kind of weak when it comes to certain foods when I'm traveling. So I was like, whatever, like, I don't know. I just don't know. And I, and you know, I've been eating here for eight months, nine months now. So I should be fine. Apparently not. Um, so I got an IV and I had like a whole bunch of like vitamins and shit like that. And so she said, you're going to feel better. But then you're still gonna probably have some of the symptoms. Um, but if you're, if it's happening, if you're like, if it looks like you're bleeding, then you should come back in. I'm just, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Not the metaverse. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> if y'all can see, we all have our screen pictures. And it's me and my dog. Now Demel has me and my dog as well. And then Trinier has a screenshot of me and my dog. And Trinier, Demel, and me and my dog again. <laughs> this happens every time we do this. Every time we do this. That's my favorite. Oh, no, the, the whole when you were like, I'm throwing up blood, I was like, oh, oh. I know that made me so nervous. Yeah. No. Uh, my body's weak. Like it. When it and I and I have I've been trying to like stay away from meat lately, even though today I had a pizza. Um mm. or I had pizza, I didn't eat the whole thing. Um but I think that's I think I need to start shifting to like less and less meat here. Or just being really cautious about like I have to go buy it myself and cook it myself because I'm gonna get sick. It's just it's happening too frequently. It's so tempting too, like even when I go to DR, but an example, when we were in Mexico and when I go to DR, the street vendor's food looks so delicious, nutritious, oh. I want it. And like, it oh. yeah, your stomach is like, nah, girl, I can't handle that. Like, I can't. So maybe you nope. just slowly, you'll slowly adapt and your stomach will have the bacteria it needs to survive in your new environment. So hopefully that, that that's a one-time thing. The last two days we were in Mexico City that (laughs) 
we decided to walk around the town to the market and I almost shot myself in the Uber. I really thought about it. I was like, can I just shit? And like, well, I'll never see this person ever again. And I was like, no, like you gotta concentrate. Your friends are here. And I kept looking over at Noel's phone to see how long we were away from the house. And it was like 15 minutes. And then at one point I looked back, it was like 11 minutes. And I was like, thank God. And then it was like eight minutes. I looked back and it was like 13 minutes. No, 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 no. We can't get <laughs> You got to get close to a, rest, a restroom super fast. I was literally I was like, maybe I should just shit. Maybe I should just do it. Like, we're that good of a friend that they'll forgive me. But I, 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 I literally was like. <laughs> oh, what about you, Demel? I know. How was your week? Because it was two out of three. So two out of three. I didn't get sick. If that's what you mean. I mean, work. But it, it's been better this week for sure. So we're finalizing the new house and hopefully be there by mid-September. So that'll be We love a new home. I'll, give, I'll do a, a, a special My Cribs edition New Hampshire resident, which is making me really nervous. Wait, you're moving to New Hampshire? New Hampshire, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, she's only like five to ten minutes away from the massachusetts border yeah but as soon as you cross that border i know i mean when you have to change your when you have to change your license id or whatever to another state it's always a big deal true well uh, residents in new hampshire still have trump signs up so that's what like i don't give a shit about changing my id and things like that probably be better to be honest there's no taxes and it's easier to live there but it's the whole um, secretive Trump society that lives up there. <laughs> and now my nearest neighbor is through the woods and up a hill. So, like, we can't oh, be murdered. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. But hopefully, it'll be better, though. I think, I think switching zip codes would be a good thing. This is what Dan wants. Dan wants to live free or die. He's but what a- do you want? <laughs> I hear you talking about him, what he wants. What do you want? I want a new house with an in-ground pool. That's what I want. Oh, Got work. It. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah, y'all should come over sometime or whatever. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it there's a um airport in New Hampshire, right? No. You gotta drive to mm-hmm. Boston. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought there was one. Um, it might be like a municipal one, like one that you really don't want to get. Into. Like the Worcester Airport. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does each state not have an international airport? I don't care if it's the size. Even Rhode Island has an international airport. That shit is small as fuck. I know we're so tiny. Like, how's a plane supposed to land in Rhode Island? You might hit a house. <laughs> it probably has a house. <laughs> it's in the water. Turning your bonnet, it just looks so three-dimensional. <laughs> it looks so crisp and clear. Oh, Why? No, L screenshot looks like it's real. <laughs> it looks more real than the Trineers. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, I know. I told, did I? Oh, I wasn't talking to you, but I was like, damn, I look like fucking Toad from Mario Kart, Mario Kart, or Mario Party. It's just so like, oof. but it's not, it's not even that. It's just like, oh, um, it's just like you look 
it looks like we have Android phones and you have an iPhone. Like it just looks so <laughs> sure. Oh my god. Well, talk about our topic. Did y'all see on TikTok that bonnet's trending on TikTok? No. Yeah. Like the white people have just discovered that they can wear this to protect their hair. And now it's it's like hack, a, a quick hack. Here it is. Wait, can you send a video? I want to see. <laughs> And then, like, some lady, some white lady went on Shark Tank, and her, yes, her Shark Tank invention was a bonnet. It's for protection of your hair at night so that you don't da 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 And, like, everyone that's, like, um, dubbing the, the video is, like, what 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 is this? Like, y'all have never seen it. Next thing right. you know, they're going to bring out do-rags have y'all heard about this do-rags <laughs> right wait so what does she call Roll it off? on shark tank um i sh- i should look it up it was a, a hair protector a <laughs> hair protect something like that hold on bitch it's a body i just went to go get this fabric i ordered the guy was like no el pollo pollo <laughs> i can't run away from it i can't <laughs> Ah, pollo <laughs> you forget to pronounce the e i'm so confused but there's also a u that's what i'm saying but, but. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it so confidently too po- no el pollo. And i'm like mm-hmm. oh, no. you, know, you should have said no <laughs> So these two white ladies went on shark tank and introduced the cook and cap with k's yeah cook and cap with k with k's with k's so like k-o-o-k-n-k-a-p so we can't see the the background and so um (coughs) they're like it's good for cooking and it's got an elastic on it um it'll it'll keep it prevent food odors from being absorbed into your hair and keep from hair shedding into your food. You can use that as a protector. And all the Shark Tank people are like, hmm, where have we seen this before? And they look busted. Like, they're not wearing oh, it, right? Oh, no. It's so funny how people want to just take something and reinvent it as their own. Oh, so, okay, speaking of that, right? So, so we're talking about TikTok. So that's our topic for today. So yes. all the things that are trending um, and then what we find interesting um, or even sad or annoying, but, or funny. Um, so there was this one TikTok that popped up on my little feed and it was like, oh, everyone wants to say cultural appropriation until it's Latinx, Asian, um, or indigenous. And so this person was posting photos of indigenous eyewear. I think, oh, I forgot specifically where, but I know it's somewhere really cold. So it's, it's these the glasses. I, I, N, people. In you, people, in you. In, in, in with you. I am you. I yeah. am so sorry to our listeners <laughs> that are okay. from the We're tribe. Not- we're not aware of it, but it's 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 those people. It's like I N U I T or something like not that. Not those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. See. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, and so, um, 
during the harsh winters, indigenous folks in this tribe would wear these glasses. And so um, they have like little, uh, I wouldn't say holes in them, but like little specks in them, almost like, um, how would I, how, what would I compare it to? They're kind of like Star Trek glasses. Yeah, like yeah, little slits in there um, to protect them from blindness when, you know, it's cold and the wind and all that snows in their face. And so, like, you know, I was reading through the comments. Um, they were talking about, you know, where, the, where, um, where it stems from and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I've seen these glass, like these, these types of lenses or like I wear before. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is Star Trek. And so what the person was trying to like say in the video is, you know, these glasses, you know, people want to reinvent them and make them more mainstream or like more fashion forward without paying homage or even just respecting what the purpose of this set of cultural significance was before um and I'm just like yeah I that happened we as we know this happens so much within all cultures of color it's taken and reinvented as something else so or it's the literally the same thing but then it has a different name aka those bonnets on a shark tank <laughs> so that's what it reminded me of but it's also like, you know, TikTok is like doing some weird shit right now too, where it's like, where it's like white people are posting a thing that they quote unquote just found out. So like spa water, <laughs> like spa water is agua fresca, but they're calling it spa water or cowboy, cowboy caviar or cowboy salsa, yeah. which is basically just salsa. <laughs> or basically just pico de gallo. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? There was one more, and I forgot what it was. But it's like it's becoming this like really big trend or fascination with some like white TikTok sort of like trying to capitalize on some new, which is always it's not new. It's some sort of like ethnic food, changing the name of it, and then it's gone viral. And I think that's like the interesting part too is that like it gets viral, and then it becomes viral in POC communities. Because POC people are like, bitch, what the fuck? This makes no damn sense. And so it's like, I don't... TikTok is, like, very confusing to me because it's, like, monitoring certain things and then monitoring not. Even though, like, if someone goes on there to call it spot water, it isn't a violation of community, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But if someone is literally talking about someone else being racist or calling out a Karen, that video gets taken down. So it's, and it doesn't fulfill, it's, it's, I'm confused on how the algorithm is sort of working, even though we all know that most algorithms are kind of racist, low key or high key. Um, but yeah, TikTok, TikTok is having an interesting moment right now. TikTok is having an interesting moment. The thing that gets my favorite thing trending on TikTok right now is the Rosalia look. So Rosalia, if you don't know, she's a Spanish singer and she and it's from spain it is from spain and she's going and she's going on tour and she has this one song called bicochito and on the bicochito like choreography she starts off with like um you know like uh you know you know what's up girl look and so people are <laughs> calling her out being like she's culturally appropriating this latina look and i was like 
when did it become <sighs> popular for white people to decide what is cultural appropriation? Because I don't understand how y'all got away with wearing the, the Native American boots, the headdresses, the uh, sombreros on Halloween, the, um, what else have y'all do, done? Oh, the curly hair trends that everybody was like, this is how you can do curly hair. This is the new invention. They're called mm-hmm. Rolos. And, right. and and all that stuff. When did it become popular for the same people that took um, lace fronts? And I was like, was like, oh, this is it. lace front is the new thing. And black people just sitting back, like, excuse me, like, what, what are you talking about? Those same people mm-hmm. are now being like, oh, POC is now. Well, it depends on if you consider Spanish Spanish people POC, right? But at the same time it's like i don't think y'all are the 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 people we're gonna look to to tell us what's cultural appropriation or not well that's because some of them are feeling that they're getting the education or they're reading up on things learning speaking to people of color going to these diversity trainings trying to understand people of color better so then they could call out as if they're helping as if they're helping yeah it <laughs> makes sense to me whatsoever like it, it, notice what your people are doing first before you turn to other people and say like the white people out there still with dreadlocks in their hair bad ones Ooh. at that so we're not even gonna go to y'all for anything at this point call out your people first correct them and then come back yeah but maybe don't come back you know just just correct everybody else <laughs> that you need to correct I mean, I agree. I mean, in some weird way, it's like, I don't know. It's like, for sure, Rosalia is not a person of color. She is white, because mm-hmm. I consider Spaniard people white people. I do as well. Our colonizers work. Uh, <laughs> and so, but it is also part of Spanish culture. Like, her little attitude, her little, like, you know, her little, like, spicy things. There are moments where Rosalia is for sure Spaniard. Like, you can see it in her. There's, like, there is a visibility of it. And for sure, she is adopting this, like, you know, this Spanish, this this Latin reggaeton thing, which, like, reggaeton, when you... There was, like, this really beautiful... There's this one person, her name on Instagram, I forgot her name, but I think it's, like, darker skin hue or something like that, or darker hue skin. So she was posting, like, the origins of, like, reggaeton. And reggaeton, for, it was for sure, like, a very, like, Black Caribbean thing. So it was, like, a lot of, like, Latin people doctor. Yes, Colombian and Brazilian. So it's, like, a lot of darker people from these islands and from these continents. And then it became, like, super light-skinned, like, within the, the past couple of years. And so, you know, someone like Bad Bunny, I'm totally down for. He's Puerto Rican. He's from the island, blah, blah, blah. He grew up with it, even though, again, like, it's still, uh, you know, it's even more popularized because of him, unlike, you know, I don't know, who would be, like, a... I guess Don Omar is really popular, but he's not as popular as, like, a Bad Bunny. You know, like, he would have never no. got to Bad Bunny status. But then somebody who's Rosalia, who is, like, a white woman for sure, you know, like, having these, like it's like it's complicated because it's like she is our colonizer then repeating our culture and it's like part of it we wouldn't have had without them and then part of it is our own it's it's this weird very like meta space when it comes to rosalia i personally don't fuck with her at all i mean i really liked her first album was like more like 
you know, weird white girl in Spain. <laughs> I was kind of living <laughs> for that. And then now when she like took on this persona of like Puerto Rican Dominican woman, yeah. it's, it's it's not cute for me. That think- part for me. <laughs> I think it's, it's the weird. industry. I think it's the industry pushing her that way because her first. Oh, absolutely! Were, they always do it. Yeah, but her first few albums were flamenco. That was her culture all yeah. the way. She loved flamenco. She's really good singer in, in her culture. And then she came out with like one song. Um, damn, I wish I could remember it. But she came out with one song with a with a a a, a, a was, it, was it Osuna or somebody like that? Well, and I know then, Pharrell produced it yeah and so it it like blew up and so now her whole thing is now that she's she's body fabulous apparently and she went out to dr and shot a bunch of videos in dr with like some very popular rappers down there and so people are kind of hubbing her in the reggaeton vibe and i'm like rosalia is a flamenco singer like and now people are like her industry is pushing her to be this like reggaetonera and she's not she's not even mm-hmm. good at rapping like that you know what i mean so no so i get where people are coming from what i don't agree with even though you know i don't fuck with rosalia like that but what i don't agree with is is when white people call out shit that like nobody was checking for you know what i mean yeah no absolutely (laughs) yes nobody's checking for that you don't get to call that out like doesn't work out that way but first of all other spanish people called her out i'd be into it but i just i don't understand why other white people are calling her out yeah i I wonder why it is that white people never called out drake for culturally appropriating every single language in all of all of history when he's half well, because you know they're gonna you know they're gonna call it you know i think that's the thing that we understand now is that we understand or not that we understand now but we've always understood is that when it comes to white people calling out or like being allies i think they just like they know that okay they see a skin color skin tone and they're like <laughs> okay I mean, it's like that card what is it called you know, Man, not the brown paper bag just <laughs> basically girl they're like okay if they're a little bit darker if they're not to our skin tone like my physical skin tone then i cannot call them out i cannot say nothing but if they resemble me they look like me i can say a thing <laughs> say and i feel something. like it's really weird because it's like i don't I don't need white allies calling out people who are not of their own race. Like, call out white people. That's, like, that is what we need y'all to do. We need y'all to call out whiteness, and we need you to continue to call out whiteness. Like, you going on the internet, yelling at somebody for, like, 15 seconds, it's not helping anybody out, and it's not doing... What justice is it doing? It's not doing anybody any justice. Mm-hmm. I wonder how the white community ever when when black people called out Rachel Dolezal, they were like, "Hey, not girl, one of us," and then white people were like, "Not one of you. Let's go after her." It's like y'all should have known this. This is your yeah. people here, right? Oh no, I can't. And that case still boggles my mind because it's like, how do you not know? Have you not seen her parents? Yeah. It's like it's like her the people that know her like her familiars you know what I mean mm-hmm. they didn't they they were like hey just so y'all know she's not she's not black she's not right it's like we all knew that she black. wasn't black but y'all didn't know she wasn't yeah. black y'all and shame on the end shame on the NAACP too how y'all get that fooled too. Like, it's just like, 
I know. We're all like, no, I'm not gonna. We don't know what kind of what kind of albinism runs in the family. We don't know. We're right. fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I get it. Like as people of color, you know, sometimes we're just a little too inviting. But it's just like how you let that pass. <laughs> how you let that slide? There are a few like people and then it make a lot of sense but then there's just the abundance of people on the internet that I'm just like why why today um I don't know if y'all know this but Lady Gaga announced she's gonna play Harley Quinn in the new Joker film the first Joker yeah, film was I amazing saw. yeah um Joaquin Phoenix said he was never gonna do another sequel unless the same director producers all that stuff did the sequel to Joker and so he's redoing it so it must be good and Lady Gaga confirmed she's going to play Harley Quinn. Do you know the amount of people that are like, she's not a good actress, blah, blah. I was like, have y'all seen her videos? Have y'all seen yeah. her on American Horror Story? Like, she's a good actress. I mean, have you seen the fantastic movie, The House of Gucci? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved every second of it. Every second of her. <clears throat> another battle on tiktok i'm like there's so much shit going on you could have picked anything else out of a hat this one's not it sis wait so what they were all just saying that she's a bad actress she wouldn't do well no they you know they have high expectations for this second joker film because the first Mm -hmm. joker film was so amazing and they were waiting to see it's like the whole thing when heath ledger died right and yeah, they were like, there will never be another Joker. Then a couple of Jokers came along, like Jared Leto. That was a Leto get down, basically. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a big letdown for Savage Squad. Savage Squad, whatever. Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, wait, we can't say that word, the S Squad. The S Squad, there you go. I'll, I'll bleep it out. Um, so they're like, there will never be another Joker. And then Margot Robbie was um Harley mm-hmm. Quinn in that fit in that film so they're like oh she's got it like oh this, we've never had a good Harley Quinn this is a good Harley Quinn I was like are you sure about that and so people were expecting her to play Harley Quinn for there to be a sequential like theme to the movies mm-hmm. I don't know who they were expecting to play Harley Quinn but Lady Gaga's probably the best pick out of all of them I don't know who else she's was a- candidate running but I-, I wish they would like say that more like oh this is who we had in mind but this is who we picked or like this is who auditioned yeah and this is who we picked because I want to see who is applying for some of these roles I agree and maybe do you think they would have done better like oh maybe or maybe not I want to see I want to see the um so when you go to audition, they do like a screening basically. And you have to like say that and they keep the screening and that's how they make the decision afterwards. They don't tell you right away. I want to see all of them. You interviewed a thousand people. I want to see every single one. Who did you pass up? Because I was trying to get into seeing the new Selena um, Netflix series. They mm-hmm. interviewed, apparently they interviewed a bunch of people and the family wanted this certain girl to play her because she looked exactly I was like god damn yes right and I was reading up because like you know me Selena fan I was <laughs> I was staying in I was like who's and the lookalike yeah who who was it who who is it you know because everybody thinks they look like Selena so then apparently <laughs> the family wanted this actress look they walked she walked in they almost cried because she looked exactly like her bitch couldn't act for anything 
for nothing. So they offered it to the girl that ended up playing Selena in the series. And people were so upset. You should have given it to this girl and this girl. They were like, we're not just looking for someone that looks like her. We also need them to act, bitch. Like, somebody to stand there and look quiet. Like, I mean, yes, but damn, like, wait a little bit longer then. Because, like, like, it's happening too often. Like, the whole... It's like Kristen Stewart as um, Diana, Princess Diana. Oh, God. I know that it wasn't a documentary. I know it wasn't a mockumentary, but it's just, it's very off. There's a lot of women look similar to her. Whoever is the new girl from Marilyn Monroe, they keep on doing these like weird. Oh, yes. She's Cuban, I think. Yeah. And they're like putting pictures of like Marilyn next to her, like the original one next to her picture. And I'm just like, she doesn't look like her. Like, I don't understand. Like, y'all have all of the money to do facial prosthetics and stuff like that. That, like, if you were really desperately looking for someone who to look alike, you could have done the makeup and the and the facial reconstruction to like make this person look more like the person that you wanted them to look like. Like, it's not that hard. It's, you can find some average basic white girl who has a small nose and then just fix the rest of it up and then you're good <laughs> like it's not that hard it's like the thing is that like with these like recreations for me the hardest part is that like if they don't have the energy of the person then what's the point of making it right like if i can't look at the video and then be like damn this bit even though i don't know much about marilyn <laughs> I can't be like damn this bitch reminds me of marilyn like i don't want to watch it then i don't want to watch it because there's one there's one that i thought was like a perfect fit there's this one woman who used to like make billboards of herself in, in california and she would wear this like really tight pink dress with like huge breasts and a huge blonde wig and emmy rossum is playing her and Emmy Rossum is, I don't know if you guys know who this person is. She was in yeah. Shameless. She's like the lead actress in Shameless. But she's also a fantastic singer and a whole bunch of other things too. She's, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one fan. I'm a stan. <laughs> but Emmy Rossum, her body is nothing like this woman. Like they give, they for sure give her a breastplate. They give her everything to look like this a person. Meal plan. <laughs> a meal plan. Oh, I hate when they do that. <laughs> Um, but she looks, she acts like the woman, like you see the woman acting and then you see her acting and I'm like, they're pro- the same bitch. And I love it in the same way that Lady Gaga in the house of Gucci, Patricia Gucci, <laughs> she was her, she was her. Look yeah. at videos of that bitch, but look at Lady Gaga's videos. It is the same energy. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the same look. Maybe it wasn't perfect, but it was, the energy was there. And I'm just like, I'll give Lady Gaga any role. I'm sorry. I just, I'll give it to her. I think she's a great actress. They need to start checking more for, so apparently the news came out that Marilyn's like a, a percentage Mexican or so. Oh, I saw, yep. Yeah. And and so they need to start looking for more ethnically background people to play Marilyn because every time they cast Marilyn, they cast her white. And I was like, like, I know, I know you're looking for the blonde hair, but we can bleach the hair. We can do it. The curves you're looking for, we got it in this section of the world sometimes. But perfect example, prosthetically wise, have y'all watched uh, Pam and Tommy? The girl yeah, that plays yeah. Pam yeah. looks exactly like Pam because they had to put a forehead 
prost, uh, like a, like a, what is it called? The prosthetic on her forehead yes, to look like yes. Pam. I was like, yo, this could, you could have said, this is Pam. We, we just took her from the, like, like <laughs> the past and we brought her back to play herself. I'd be like, yeah, I believe it. And you take that prosthetic off, looks nothing like Pam. Well, there was one documentary of Anna Nicole, right? And someone like was reenacting her. I thought she looked pretty on point too, no? I think so too. Wasn't there something yeah. re- not recently, but like Yeah, the something. documentary. That that one was really good. She didn't look nothing like Anna Nicole Smith, but she like no one said she looked close. Had, uh, she had the energy. That's why it looked very close, but she didn't look yeah. nothing like Pam. She had the energy. No. She was there. Yeah, the girl mm-hmm. didn't like her, but she had similar energy, I remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's the same thing with, like, again, like, Tina Turner and fucking Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett don't look like <laughs> Tina Turner. Not even, not even young Tina Turner, but she did a fantastic fucking job. Like, there's no way that you can get, like, a woman deserves her credentials. Angela Bassett's hard to play. Especially because Angela Bassett exists. And Angela Bassett, you can tell me she's 15, 25, 35, 50. I believe all of those. I believe every single one. Absolutely. She could play them all too. They're like, all right, we got to hire someone that can play themselves as 18, themselves as 25, and themselves as 50. Who we going to hire? I got you, girl. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. <laughs> I love her. Oh, okay. Yeah. So TikTok has this really weird thing where I feel like things are becoming very incestuous and things yes. are becoming very like like the one that I sent you of this one guy and he's like it's like a little girl and then he picks her up and then it turns into his wife and then I'm just like that one threw me off and he was like it's a joke and everybody in the comments, even Miss Demel over here, was like, "The joke ain't joking." <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. Because it's not funny. It doesn't make any sense. And it's like, <clears throat> it just doesn't. I don't know what's happening. Like, I, maybe I'm on the dark side of TikTok, where I like, I scrolled along the side of the wrong side, but it's just it's popping up way too frequently on my timeline. Because there was also even there was one where it was like. Oh, when brother and sister fall in love with each other. And then it's like showing them developing their their love relationship until they have a baby. And I'm just like, so these are brother and sister. This is like, this is real. Like these, they're genuinely sleeping with each other. And I just didn't know what to say about it. Or when like they they were separated at birth and then they found out later, but they still didn't care because they loved each other like yeah. yeah i don't i haven't really gotten any of that it's been on your tiktok but that is disgusting because stuff like that that's to me at least with the first video you were talking about that's not funny incest is not funny loving on your family members is not funny like that like that's very nasty yes and there was even this one guy who was like interviewing people from i want to say it was in alabama or arkansas low-key they're both the same place to me <laughs> but one of them was like oh um this interviewer was like he went up to this like random white dude and was like i heard that you guys you know there's a lot of people sleeping with their sisters here 
And he was like, why go across the street when you can go across the hall? And I just, <laughs> I was like, what white magic is this? What white fuckery is this? Like, it was too much for me. It was too much. And he was, and then another one was like, he's like, I fuck my sister, but I fuck my mom. And I was like, so is that one better? Like, you fucked the thing you came out of? Like, He's like, yeah, I fuck my mom and my mom's friends' moms and moms. I just like to fuck moms. And I was just like, again, my TikTok has gone to the dark side. Well, okay. So there's this documentary called. Um, Cause that's because that's the one that um, no one's talking about, right? The is most that the documentary? Fa- is, is the documentary yeah, yeah. Is the most inbred family? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So it, you saw the like TikTok on it? Or did yes. you watch it? Like the little clips I, I, on, I on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. So the comments in it, some people were trying to be like, oh, um, I like dove deep into this because I'm like, how do you continue to have children that are very obviously coming out, you know, affected by the inevitable ancestral bloodline? Exactly. Um, and so people are like, oh, they live in rural so-and-so and so like the nearest neighbor is a hundred miles away and these people are poor they don't have cars so usually they just get involved walk nigga yeah that's what i'm saying and so we were watching it me dan and his daughter were watching his oldest daughter (laughs) yeah not the family watching incest (laughs) (laughs) oh no we were watching she just came in the room she started she's like what is this we we tried to explain it to her and i was like well and rural like places like that she's like no fuck that you can go somewhere else to get your little dick right i was like oh shit okay hey yo <laughs> i was like oh damn you feel offended she's like i'm not that white that's yeah. not me <laughs> <laughs> and then i was trying to be like oh no because of like the situation and then i started thinking i was like wait a minute we come from developing countries like dr is developing in some areas people are poor some people don't have cars some people just live around like the neighborhood there's not that much ancestral like bloodline going on in there so that's not a good excuse to say you know what i mean oh it's because they couldn't drive to the to their like crush's house or something like that it stems from it primarily stems from like hierarchy like people of like royalty and of class and stuff like that like most royal families didn't want to sleep with foreigners because they wanted to keep the bloodline quote unquote a prior. And so it's like, how did it go from Queen Elizabeth and her cousin all the way to Timmy and Bobby and fucking rule Nebraska? And I think that's the part that's the part that is not clicking. It's like I get it. I get it that there's not. Because again, we come from developing countries and like, yeah, maybe like, maybe one of the campos only has like 50 people in it. Girl, that's still 50 people, you know, like I can still, they'll find someone else that's not their cousin or not their family. And I know, you know, the Puerto Ricans, they love to fuck their first cousin. I just- <laughs> Oh, oh, no. Noelle knows all the time because she knows I'm Puerto Rican and just be like, yeah, yeah, people. But I will say, if we're talking about cousins, if we're talking about cousins, I didn't know he was my cousin. We never, you know, frolicked or anything, but 
in high school, I didn't know this crush that I had was my cousin. I mean, and so as soon as that, since once I knew that, I was like, oops, please, these thoughts, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I didn't know this was my cousin. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, I don't know how to talk. <laughs> oh my God. This is talking is a great place. If you look at the comments, I know people, some, sometimes people don't look at the comments, but if, for example, if I were running for politician anywhere, I just post a TikTok and read the comments to see what the real world thinks of it, because these people are getting real, real in these comments. It could be the most controversial topic and there'll be one person to like give a justification to this one act so uh, every time every, every time. time i was like they it could be anything anything they'll put a justification in there an explanation something and people will follow it and i'm just i'm like what the fuck well okay so for that family what is really the besides do you know how it started like who are the family members to be like we need to keep this bloodline the way it is for the most inbred family yeah so the most inbred family i think it was started just like consensually i don't want to call it consensually sexy that's not the word i'm trying to use but it was like a consensual thing and so if you if you if you see the first documentary you might be able to decipher it because the most inbred family lives in this two-bedroom apartment with five people that are all related to each other next door is a one or two-bedroom smaller apartment also with people that are related to one another and these people have are so inbred like their line is so like in, I don't I don't want to say infested, but it is infested with um like like um diseases, not diseases, disabilities. Well, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of disabilities in the family that when you when you're dealing with the miseducation and disabilities and the proximity, it makes a lot of sense why these people would be like, I don't understand the concept of us being brother and sister or you know uncle and niece and so they just you know get on with it they sleep in the same bed and they are people that are in their 40s and 50s so they've been doing this for a long time so the most stressed about this y'all i just want to put that out there if you can hear it in her voice she's not I'm, stressed i'm stressed yeah. because it's like i understand why it's happening because there are people that are on the spectrum that have never gotten like any help or don't have like AIDS. You know what I mean? Like in the city, yeah. when somebody's like like um, disabled, they have AIDS coming in and out, helping them out. These people are so poor. They live right next door to each other. They're so severely on the spectrum that like you can't deny, you can't deny developing. Like when you was horny as a kid, you was just horny. You'd fuck anything. So Mm-mm. put that, put that, that the in a house with poverty and proximity, it would make sense because they also they have no concept of like um like I don't know, like what is sexual protection. They don't have that education either. 
Mm-hmm. So well, and they're also not being provided. Like, like, it's yeah. like it's, it's like a one thing that happens and then it continues to happen. And I think that becomes a problem because it first starts off as like, oh, my cousin, you know, like, oh, I slept with my cousin. And then once that becomes really comfortable, then the other people like them, because that's what I, from the, from the short clips that I saw, the original two either were brother and sister or were cousins. I yeah. can't remember, but I want to say that they were cousins. And then I think that because of that acceptability of it, then everybody else down the line was like, okay, I'm gonna fuck my sister then. Like, you're cool, you know, we're family. <laughs> it's family. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they, that's the, that's what I'm getting. They don't get the concept of family. That's what I think. That's yeah. what I think. It ha- they don't yeah. get the concept of like, we shouldn't be doing this because they never had any education. Yeah. And so it just becomes normal and be like, I live in my house with roommates. All my roommates are related to me. Right. And the, comfortable, and the, the complicated thing too is that like, they have one child with a disability and they're like, oh, but this child is still functioning. You know, the disability isn't that strong. And then the next child they have has even more disabilities. And then the next child is mute and can't talk and like can barely comprehend what's happening. And so then it becomes like, it becomes you like, you see what's happening yet you don't have the ability to A, control any of it, you know? And it's not even the control of self. It's like the control of a situation. It's like you can't, it's already so deep into it unless someone decides they want to leave from it, which there is no money, there's no resources, there's no nothing for them. They're, they're fucked. That's it. It's yeah, just, it is what it is. And like, literally, they, their family will just, they won't survive and they'll just, it will just be them continuing to inbreed in the same spot and never move. Yeah. Because even when they were showing the videos of like the house, like, Girl, there were like uh, raccoons probably living with them. They probably have pet raccoons. There's some possums mm-hmm. in the freezer. Like it just wasn't. It was like hoarded, but like even worse. Like it just it, there was something that was it was it was off. That 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 type of stuff just makes me so nervous. Itchy all over. Yeah. Yeah. Itchy like, all oof. over. But that's also because I have an understanding of at least like a different mindset of what family is and what you do with family. So I'm coming with that perspective. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not judging. I can't say what they're doing is wrong. Well. I mean, you can. You can say what I they're can. doing. I can, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can say that, that you can think, say, know that what they're doing is wrong. But to try and explain that to someone that's so severely disabled is a different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll probably end up rocking their world too. Exactly. Like, and then they go on a rampage. Yeah. I mean, because this is some people's realities and you just have to like accept it in their reality. Like you don't have to accept it in yours. Like, yours. You accept it in theirs. And it's fine. Like whatever's happening there, it's like <laughs> either that family has to figure it out or someone from the state has to finally intervene. But I just, again, they're in the bumfuck nowhere and no one wants to intervene with that area anyways because they're too poor. So it doesn't matter. It's just, again, it's just going to be, at some point, they're not going to be physically capable of, in, you know, producing, practicing, producing yeah. more children. That's yeah. Like, because all the youngest ones, and again, and specifically in that video, have severe mental disabilities. So it's like either A, they're not they're not consenting, 
or B, it becomes this like weird, complicated situation of like, I don't know. I don't, it just becomes, it's an uncomfortable topic. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It is an uncomfortable topic to say the least. And like, we're not a part of it, but we're conversing about it. And that's right. It's an uncomfortable topic that is making headway on a kid's platform called AKA TikTok, which is always baffling to me. The, the topics TikTok brings up is like, really? this is what we're going to talk about on a platform with like 12 year old, like five, I've seen four year olds on TikTok with their own like little profile. So I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, so, okay. Speaking about ages and things like that. So have y'all recently gotten the update from TikTok? Like, Oh, like what year were you born? Like what, what's your birthday? Yeah. No. A, mi- a minute ago, like months ago. Okay, yeah. So I did, I got it about like, I would say a month ago only. So, but before that, right, <laughs> we talked about it on this podcast. It was a video that I was sent from my cousin, and it was The Sims of <laughs> Qatar, uh, no, um, Cora and Aang fighting. And then Zuko is just twerking in the front. And I almost got, like, not banned, but I almost got my account, like, suspended for a little bit because in my chat I was saying twerking. And I'm like, when I made this account, I put my age, born born in 1994. So why are you checking me? And then I got the update a month ago, like, oh, like, what is, like, what, when were you born? And then I put it in. And so then I tried, um, I was talking to somebody today and then I was like, yeah, I almost got fucking like suspended because I was saying twerking. And oh, oh, it's because this person was swearing in their chat. And I'm like, oh, you're swearing, but I can't say twerking. And then I tried typing it in and it worked. I was like, oh, okay. They were just confirming the age. But well, you sent me something and it said it's an age something something. And I was like, but I'm 27. Why can I look at this? And so I have to go in and put my birthday in today so that I can see the things that you were sending me. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're not really checking on ages. So as an app that's so prominent in trying to suspend people or try to have certain things banned certain people banned certain topics banned whether it's educational or not it needs to be known um well they're really not doing well on I guess checking up making sure that everyone's who they say they are because I guess you could technically put in whatever age that you want because they're not really checking and doing facial recognition would you still have your account if they were like, we need to scan your face every time we need to use the app? Uh, at this no. point, every single thing scans your face. Everything. You have the unlock, like the face unlock on your phone. FBI nope. has your entire face. You have an ID. FBI has your entire face. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is <laughs> no longer a thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're doing something wicked illegal, I don't think you need to be worrying about the face scan anymore because they got it. They don't need it. They got it. 
Yeah. They're looking at our lens right now. Yeah, they, they're listening to this as we speak. My FBI agent is having a good old time. How are you, Bob? Nice to talk. <laughs> nice talking to you. Mine's Roberta. But I think um, so. TikTok was going to get in trouble. Well, TikTok might be in trouble. Because... I don't know if you guys know this, but if y'all know this, that TikTok was is probably doing the birth date because of this account. Uh, I'm not going to put the whole account name on it because I think it's taken down, but mm-hmm. there's this account, this is mommy account where the mom would post pic- like seemingly videos, cute videos of her cute little daughter on TikTok. Um, her daughter's name is Eleanor. I'm not going to say the the topic, but TikTok is getting in big trouble for Eleanor's page because the mom would post cute pictures. Again, cute, like, uh, trending topics of the little girl skip to the comments where all of a sudden there was a quick turnaround in the past year or so where there was fucking creeps in the comments being like oh like I dm'd you like I want to take you and your daughter on a date all this stuff and it became progressively like more creepy uh and so people were noticing that Eleanor is getting a lot more comments on um like Eleanor is the daughter but Eleanor was getting a lot of more creepy comments and it was like Mm -hmm. the mom wasn't um filtering any of the comments so you could see all of them like creepy creepy accounts talking about the little girl and what they were doing and all that stuff the creepiest one was I don't know if you remember this trend but it was like moms giving their kids like things or tools that they use every day and seeing how the kid uses it because they've watched you using that like a razor let's see what they do with the razor yeah a pen or a, a, a glass or something like that and they would use it the way that they seen their parents so in this certain account in this certain video the mom gave Eleanor like a razor and the little girl went and like started like shaving the inner thigh mm-hmm. like Brazilian style the comments girl people started posting like dubs of the video the comments were like oh shit this is like a hub for like pedos to come to and then they started reading through all her comments and all that stuff and it started blowing up on tiktok as like tiktok was being the hub for like pedos to look at little kids and all that stuff and so then tiktok started the birthday check like, oh, how old are you? Because we're only going to show yeah. you people around your same age or something like that. So there's a lawsuit coming for sure if TikTok, if, if TikTok doesn't change their, like, filtering of what you can see and, who, like, the content that you can see because it was getting fucking creepy for a minute. Eleanor's page is down, I believe, at this moment. So that's probably it that's probably why you're getting the uh, let me check your age let me check what you're saying type bullshit because there wasn't that in the beginning you could say fuck yeah. shit, all of the things on there i couldn't <laughs> well now you can't you can't say nothing on tiktok they're gonna be like mm, you said bitch what is a bitch we don't know what that is yes you can't even say twerk i'm like what I mean, there was also this one woman and she has like a small child and they were like, oh, like, are they okay? Because they started noticing in her videos that in the background, there's like 
there's like a microphone like you know like one of those like ones that you would see in schools you know like where it's like they do the morning announcements there's like a microphone and a camera and like every single video of hers feels like someone is like gifting her something so she has several videos where like someone is giving her like a toothbrush and toothpaste to the door but her room is in a bathroom and there's no bathroom in her room so it's not like her husband is passing her something it's like someone is just giving her a toothbrush and toothpaste and all the videos is like part of it it's like I want to believe that it's like kind of like a spoof one you know where people are like trying to scare you on purpose but it also seems kind of creepy because it's like it's literally this woman and a child and they're both like you don't see their videos outside of that one room you don't ever see them outside like it's just it's the same thing over and over again and so TikTok also needs to be monitoring that type of shit too yeah because that's probably yeah they're probably human trafficking or anything like that yeah i feel like i've come across some questionable things too that have made me feel like oh shit like should i report this like i don't know if it's real or not or like i don't know what's going on support everything yeah like i definitely am and i should have i was supporting a stuff on instagram and then instagram tried to report me for reporting things so i was like (laughs) what the fuck like i was reporting like any video that i saw was problematic and Mm -hmm. then they sent me this thing where it was like oh you've been reporting a lot of we don't know if this is a spam account type of stuff and i was like what like so then you just can't report shit apparently Mm -hmm. or you have a daily limit well there's a lot of shit going on on, online i gotta report what i need to report no you should that's creepy because that's the thing it's like i know there's people that do this for an actual profession where they filter through social media and then just go and like delete shit yeah like you've seen it right like those um those videos but it's like now you have the, a community of people wanting to help you. Like you should at least be thankful. Damn. On a lighter note, I've been seeing a lot of well, not to discredit the real shit that's happening. We need to talk about that shit. Um, but all over my TikTok, there's this new trend of women of color and i've only seen it specifically from darker um women of color darker skin deeper skin women of color and they're like oh this is like a men of color appreciation pose and so it's just like videos of like latinx latinx asian um east and southeast indigenous and honestly, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, and they're just showing appreciation and different like photos of men of color that they found or like accounts that they found. And it's just like outpouring like, yes, we love you. We appreciate you. So that's been popping up a lot on my TikTok too. And I, <laughs> I don't even it's think I've followed like- You need to go appreciate your man, Trinia. Go appreciate your man, girl. Where are you, man? Oh, he's working. <laughs> this is late. Why are you yeah. saying like that? He works second shift. 
Oh, he's oh. working. My man is working. He's working. That's why oh, he's so not you here. think you're better than us? Because your man is working. Yeah, my man is working too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, well, he should, have, he should be out by now. Well, he worked already. Mine, <laughs> mine started working at 2 p.m. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> she said her man is better than us because he works at 2 p.m. Oh, <laughs> he got second shift and first shift. She said he working all the time to make that money. We some broke bitches. She said. Broke, broke. She said, Come man, on, what y'all. your man doing? What your man do for a living? He ain't doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Y'all are goofy. It's okay. My mom, my man works at nine o'clock in the morning every morning. <laughs> my <And> mom. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> my mom is why. <laughs> I am living my best life. Well, my he mom. works. He works here. Okay, he works. Yes, my mom be walking too. <laughs> my mom be walking. Oh, there's um, I forgot. There's this one show. I think it's called Chasing Anna or something like that. And that's how she talks. I think she's trying to do like a. Oh, I forgot what country. She's trying to do like a German accent, but it's it's so bad. It's so. The Anna, moment she walks. Yeah, no, Anna has no accent. The, her accent is is not, she is Russian. Okay, if you don't know this, Anna oh, is a woman that like basically um, scams rich people out of their money. I'm totally fine with it. But um, her accent is non like regional you can't pin if she spoke you wouldn't be able to know because it's just so weird it's a, such a weird accent for the longest time she lied about where she was from where she was born and then people got the actual places where she was born which was russia and her accent it's nothing like that so it's intercontinental and hers like the actress that played her also uh did ozark where she also did an accent she's amazing at accents she got anna completely correct but if you asking me where anna's accents from no fucking clue no idea i know where she's from i can tell you that but her accent <laughs> bahaman is walking my mom is walking uh i love it you know I do it for fun. Y'all make fun of each other. Yes. The other topic I was gonna bring up, which is trending on TikTok, which is kind of like pissing me off, which is why I haven't been on TikTok for the longest time. Well, the, no, you went on this morning. You sent me something. I did, but I've been skipping a lot. Like I can't be there for long. I used to be on TikTok for hours. Now I can only be there for a couple of minutes because there are certain things that are trending on TikTok that are pissing me off. One of which mm-hmm. is the high value men uh, podcasters. These oh men are on there. Wait, no, uh-uh. I haven't seen it. Oh, girl, high value men. You, you. Let me see what they look like. There's high value men. Other. There's multiple ones. Um, the biggest one. I forget his name, but it's this guy who I originally saw a video oh. of um, where he's he's just saying that these uh, niggas, yeah. Yeah, he will 
the certain one that I'm talking about, because there's plenty of people on uh, like podcast platforms and online platforms that have been speaking about this high valued man theory and how Samuels. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the specific, I forget his name, but if I start to speaking about him, people that are on TikTok know who I'm talking about, but this guy went on and he commented on the fact that he's a he's a 30 something year old man and he went on an interview where he was like oh i would date an 18 year old before i dated a 28 year old because they have less they ran through through less dick so they're more high value (sighs) and he's actually in trouble in other countries in this country for sleeping with younger women um women who aren't of age um, so he moved to like Romania, where it's much harder to prosecute someone for sleeping with women who are underaged. Um, I don't even say women, girls who are underaged. Okay. Um, and he's online, like filling these men's head with like this fucked up theory of like, you're you're a more valuable woman if you haven't fucked. You're a ha- more valuable woman if, mind you, he's disgusting man he's a disgusting man so there's this whole trend going around where men are like i don't want the future male population to adopt this mentality because it's very fucking dangerous and in the same breath i saw another article where there are more men on um dating apps now than there are women because women have higher standards now which i think is the good side of this whole trending men are talking about high-valued women versus high-valued men bullshit um so i don't know it's just pissing me off because it's like what are you talking about like these little little fucks that just graduated from high school are talking about i won't fuck a woman if she's had more than two sexual partners in their life like this is not the shit we're bringing up this is shit i was talking about in 2006 when i was in sixth seventh grade like little kids were talking about that. And I was like, you haven't fucked anyone. How do you know what a high valued woman versus a high valued man is? Mm-hmm. Well, also, yeah, that, that conversation always upsets me because I also think that's some of the mentality down here in the South too. It's they want a woman like I'm from a straight perspective. Like they want a woman who is who can cook, clean, be quote unquote chill, but also be like very femme, take care of herself, look amazing, but also have a low body count. Like to me, the whole body count conversation is stupid. One, because you're making it seem like other human beings, like fuck the gender and shit. Other human beings can't pleasure themselves sexually. Like that's stupid. Yeah. That's stupid. Like if I want to sleep with multiple people because I am feeling this you know craving of sexual attention that's what I'm going to do like yes I can pick and choose who I want to give that to but the amount of folks I do that within my lifetime has none of your business is none of your business one also it shouldn't 
change how you feel or or are affected about you know what I mean that should not affect you if I'm in a relationship with you you should be fine that I am with you but you shouldn't be thinking oh where did you learn this move oh you were fucking Tim Tom and Jimmy like (laughs) and oh other folks from the previous years and you were getting quote-unquote practice with all these bodies no one sex isn't that hard right <laughs> like sex isn't Everyone that hard <laughs> like you don't like you really it's all about communication so I just think so I think the reason why I'm kind of fired up too is because I recently had a conversation like this with somebody his kind of point of view was it's well, women with a higher body count is ran through or it seems ran through and to me ran through that term another one so destructive it's so degrading it's highly upsetting just because this person has had multiple sexual partners or even sometimes it's not even like in the double digits or triple digits it can still be in the single digits and men will still be like wow you had bodies (laughs) or you slept with multiple people do you not crave sex do you not crave sex are you not also a human being that has sexual urges so how in the fuck are you gonna tell me that i can't sleep with other people because i shouldn't have sexual urges that's to me it's it's deep rooted (laughs) it's deep rooted patriarchy that stems again from a deep rooted christian or more like catholic type of mindset i think within the united states possibly even other countries the way that sex is viewed is still very patriarchal it is still even the language that you know folks use it's still very highly catholic one not everyone is in is into catholicism so you can't really you need to get rid of that mindset but it to me it just really pisses me off when people or men I'm gonna just say men some men men who are very patriarchal think as though no one else can have sex their partner cannot have sex they need to be untouched they need to be clean now do I think sometimes with certain folks penetrating you there is some sort of like a some sort of imbalance can happen of course there's different energies to me being put into your body and you know sometimes we like those energies (laughs) but you know sometimes you can't be fucking around with certain certain people of course um and maybe you're one of the people that we shouldn't be fucking around with. You're the energy that we don't need penetrating. Sorry, not sorry. We don't want that whole energy 
in our pussy, in our bussy, in our ussy, in our pussy. We don't want that. Is that a song? That's a song. No, but I can turn it into a song. <laughs> That's the same thing. It's like this very heterosexual mentality where men say they want a virgin who fucks like a porn star. How are you going to yeah. fuck like a porn star if you never fucked? I don't understand that. And then they but go out into the world. That one guy that we're talking about, he specifically is just, I, there's something about him that is so creepy and so disgusting. Because he was even talking about how like, they were like, oh, if your girl did OnlyFans, would you allow her to do it? And he was like, yeah, but I would get most of the money. Like, it's my property. Like, I'm letting my property go do it. So I'm going to get the money. I'm like, like sounds so like a pimp. You sound like a slave master. Like, it just sounds like everything that comes out of his mouth. And somebody was like, oh, this is the man bringing masculinity back into the world. And I'm just like, is this what masculinity is? Like, is this what y'all yes. desire? Is this what, is this what, and there are women who have him as like his screensaver. Yeah. As like, yes, I see papi, esto que me da duro. Like, they're in love with him. They truly think that he's fascinating. No, I'm telling you, like, and this is so upsetting too. Some other men are, <laughs> just like you said, other men are like, oh, bringing masculinity back because there a lot of women now and again we're talking about more of a straight perspective a lot of women now are you know are more independent they're speaking you know their mind they know what they want and some of these men who are preaching and saying these things they're just mad because they couldn't get the woman that they wanted like let's just be real and 100 percent you're not the type of man that the women that you're going for want and so you're just mad (laughs) don't let me go you're just mad and you're upset but also there's just there's also a language being put out there as women who are independent are masculine and they're oh let me not get into it oh there's just a lot of there's just some men who think that women who are free thinking are masculine and so now there's a destruction within the whole matriarch patriarch in that sort of system. And it's just like, what, what are we trying to go back to y'all? And the women that defend that, it's also sad too. Like, yes, I want to cook clean for my man. If, if you are a wife or you are a girlfriend, your man comes home from a long day of work don't be in his face talking mess. Just giving him dinner. Let him have his alone time. And then when he's ready, you can have that conversation with him. Like, what the fuck? I saw this other TikTok where an advocate for um, like femme rights was talking to and was allowed, allowed to be on a podcast with one of these misogynistic pieces of shit to go on and they were basically asking was like oh i don't fuck with uh like low value women all the stuff because women are this this and that and he was just talking about women that either don't have jobs or aren't like educated and all that stuff and the guy was shut him up like really like grind his gears because he was like are you saying that because all the women you've dealt with are what you explain to be low value women because if you are 
talking about that, it's because you've only dealt with low value women because no high valued woman would ever touch you because a high educated, strong, independent woman, just like you want her to be, would never touch you because you're a misogynistic piece of shit. You're 23 years old and you have a podcast and you don't have a real job. And he was like, what are you saying? I'm a low value man. Like all this stuff. It's, it always gets me when a guy who doesn't have the credentials to capture a woman of like what he's thinking about talks about there only being low value women in the world because you've only dealt with low valued people in, in your entirety because that's the only people that would approach you. I'm sorry, if I went to a club and a guy's like, oh, I want, I expect you to cook and clean for me and all that stuff. And the first question I ask you is, where do you work at? He's like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. That's my exit sign. If you can't give me a clear cut answer, then. Yeah, yeah, that's an exit. We've been through this. I mean, come on. Back in white, like back when we were kids, there was rappers talking about they want a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. But they also don't want to fuck around with girls that have like fucked with a whole bunch of people, people that have fucked with a whole bunch of people, but you want to freak in the sheets. How do you become a freak in the sheets if you, you know what don't I mean? Don't unlock that potential. Exactly. Don't unlock that potential. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just don't understand that. And the whole double, double standard of, oh, men get to fuck whoever they want and women don't. Like, that's complete bullshit that's because people don't know the anatomy of a vagina the vagina doesn't get loose because you have a lot of sex that's not how it works we push out watermelon babies and go back to our original (laughs) size come on dudes do you not understand how vaginas work they don't work with a whole watermelon i've pushed out several watermelons a little yeah a little like what is it 10 centimeters do you know what 10 centimeters looks like your dick, no matter how big it is, on a 10 centimeter dilation, is like a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So I, I just don't get this mentality. I think it's toxic for little kids. <laughs> Stop it, Noelle. Noelle's holding a 10 centimeter little watermelon. That's the size of a baby's head. That's the baby. Yeah. That's what gets pushed out of our vagina and then that shit just snaps back. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's super toxic for kids to even have these like role models online. And we as kids had toxic ass role models online. I, I mean, mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even consider them role models, but I think that's the problem. It's not like I feel like these men pop up when one dies one one comes back yeah because we just had one die we just had the most popular one pass away and another man was like yep it is my turn to take the throne it's just it and and then he was talking about at one point he was talking about russia he's like oh the reason why he's like oh how can you complain or russian women can't don't complain about their husbands having mistresses and stuff like that because are you taking care of are you being fed are you being like are you fine it's okay let them have like 10 or 20 messages because she has everything that she wants she has her Bentley she has her convertible she has her whatever and it's just like sir absolutely there are countries where you are more than welcome to have several wives 
but every single one of those wives has to be able to like not one can have a different lifestyle than the other so if one wife is a millionaire every single one of those wives has to be a millionaire two this is a part of a religious practice and a social practice in those spaces we in america do not have those social practices and do not have those religious practices we've had some people try to do like you know 15 to 20 wives in those mormon communities but that is not a thing that is common here so don't try to take a rhetoric from another country or another religion dash culture and then bring it here to like a western standard it's not going to work in your favor we're mm-hmm. city, city girls material girls it's not it's not a thing it's like absolutely there are some women in this world and power to them who you know they get the money from the guy that they want and that's all they really need is just the money but then that's not that's not an intimate relationship it's just it's just money it's a transaction mm-hmm. and if you want transactional relationships or you just i don't know it's just so complicated it's complicated where it doesn't need to be I think for me, at the end of the day, if you are with this individual because you want to be with them, that's all that matters. Who gives a fuck about the past? Y'all two are here now. Misogyny is not cute. Why? When did misogyny come back into like play? Like I don't get it. Like, is misogyny a thing now for us? Like, are we back into misogynistic mode? Yes, because is it popular? Because it's the it's the anti fem, like anti fem movement. The post Trump environment that we're living in. Oh, be honest with you, it's the post Trump environment that we're living. And I think it's like, is there any such equivalent to that in like the queer community? Like, is it just the heterosexual community that's like getting the whole misogynistic bullshit coming back? Like, I I don't understand what's going on, but I mean, there is. The issue with the queer community is that, like, it's, it has always been very misogynistic, like, specifically in, like, gay male spaces, like, specifically, it's, like, a specific type of person, too. Like, there, there's a, dis, a disgust within femininity, and that's the reason why people are like, oh, I'm not interested in femme, I'm only interested in da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I think that that happens within, like, all spaces that, like, men enshrine in, because it doesn't it's like queerness, specifically like gayness, not even queerness, like gayness has this like obsessive desirability of masculine men, of like getting straight men to want to fuck them because it's seen as like the most pinnacle taboo, right? And it's just like, and so because of that, there's still like a sense of like deep misogyny and there's still a sense of deep distrust or dislike of women or anyone that represents women. Because even even that TikTok that I sent you guys like earlier, it was like, oh, like, why would you want to be with a man who, why would you as a straight woman want to be with a, a, a straight man who hates queer people or hates trans people? It's because that man specifically hates femininity. And so like, why as a woman would you want to be with somebody who hates femininity? And that's just, mm-hmm. it's a strange concept. Are there any toxic traits our partners have that we're trying to, Absolutely. Yes. Because we're all dating. <laughs> Junior, you're yes. a southern man. So. I know, problem. but he's, I don't know. He's like a rarity. 
like when I think about personality wise but well no personality wise he fits like the southern like very like chill you know says stuff when he needs to like he'll definitely like, be that type like quiet observant like mm-hmm. like chill very laid back man a few words um but you know he's still a young man <laughs> um right i'm the cool gus <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> he is four, four to five months um older than me. Um, but yeah, no, there's like I'm definitely. I guess I am trying to introduce him more into queer culture because he does have. I would say he has more gay folks in his life. Um but they still have that whole, like what Noel was talking about, like, or at least from my perspective, I haven't met them. So like, I don't even know, but in my mind and what I'm assuming, I guess, it's still very much like we're mask. Like we're not queer. We're not like super femme. Like we are, we're men. Like that's kind of what it gives down here too, like in certain spaces. Um. But trying to introduce him more into like actual like queer culture. Um <laughs> I am breaking him down. He started to use some of my vocabulary. So I'll be like, mm-hmm, purr, yes. <laughs> He's giving boss bitch. <laughs> oh, please don't listen to this. He be saying it too sometimes. <laughs> uh um so that but I don't know I don't think he really has a toxic trait I think still mm, he's still kind of like a man so there are moments when it's like ooh, trigger <laughs> ooh, you're handling this like a man <laughs> it's bringing me back to my father ooh, we we need to nip that in the butt because I don't respond well to that energy. But that only happens when we're like throwing out like real life scenarios or like anything that's going on in media. So say like the Kevin Samuels thing. Um, there's moments, there were like some moments when it was like, ooh, mm, maybe you should think about it like this though. So I'm not necessarily like attacking but it's more like, mm, how about you understand my perspective? But he's not a Kevin Samuel stan. Mm, I mean, good. But, but there are some ideals that he did kind of agree with. So I was like, okay, why? I just want to hear where your mind is. It's like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Have you thought about this? <laughs> So, like, we're able to have those types of conversations. So, the conversation that we just had about high-value men, high-value women, like, we've had those conversations. And so, (laughs) this was the energy that I couldn't have with him because I'm not going to go too rah-rah in his face. But (laughs) this is for you. (laughs) (laughs) What you missed out on. Uh, But, yeah, I think some... Yeah, some of it has to do with like just mask 
like just his masculine ways at times. It's just like, mm, I don't respond well to that. Or I don't like that. But he is very femme in other ways too. Mm. So I think he has like a good balance. But I would say at least there's like 5% that's like, mm, I don't like that. But I could deal with it. I could change him. Yeah, what about you, Noel? Oh, <laughs> Jamel, Noel, who wants to go first? Which one uh-huh. of the L's? I'll get Noel. I'll just go. Noel. Um, I think so. My mine is on like it's on the same spectrum as like a southern man, but it's the opposite because he's Latino. So it's the machismoism, and I think that's the part that for me, like it pops up in ways that like I enjoy it for sure. So it pops up in like if we're at a restaurant and something is wrong, he takes charge. Like, it's not even a question. He's just quick and ready. And to me, as someone who, like, doesn't like to disturb that type of stuff, like, it it makes it a lot easier for me. Um, or when you have to, like, go up to somebody and ask them for something, like, he's very, like, quick at it. And he doesn't, like, I don't, like, he doesn't double, he doesn't, if I'm really comfortable with it he goes like and does it right away and I'm normally really uncomfortable with this so it happens really often but I think that there's moments where like there's moments where like because I said so happens and that bothers me a lot like oh why are you doing this because I said so because I said we're gonna do it you know like and there are moments where that feels sexy like oh like why are you turning me over because I'm gonna fuck you like that's hot bedroom your bedroom sexy but then when it comes to the moments where I'm like hey like you I know that you said that you were gonna do this thing but you didn't you weren't clear about that if it goes overboard that it should be a, a blah, blah 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 it's gonna it's it's gonna take up your whole night and then I'll be like upset because I'm like hey but I was like here and like I want you to like take care like I thought we were gonna go do stuff together and he was like, but I told you I was going to go do this. So I'm going to go do this. Like, that was my plan for tonight. And I was like, okay, but you, you could have just told me like, hey, babe, like, blah, blah, blah. And so I talked to him about that. And like, you know, that type of stuff. Like, it's all about like a tone thing for me. Like, how does someone speak to you? If they're, if they're mm-hmm. quote, like, in love with you and they're your lover and your partner, then I don't ever want to hear a tone of sternness unless it's like, Unless it's like there's something that we're either really fucking up, you know, like something like really off, like, oh, I'm hurting the dog or I broke your I'm, mother's urn. Yeah, like I'm I'm about to break something. Like, please be cautious. Like, I'm okay with those type of strictness. But there are other ones where I'm like, mm, it's not really fitting for me. And I think that's yeah, that's like that's kind of the biggest one is is oh, and <laughs> the other one I don't like. He's very comfortable with being like, oh, this guy's attractive or look at that ass or stuff like that. And, you know, and I think with like, with certain groups of friends of his, like he has this one group of friends who has like femme people in it, but it's a lot of masculine energy and they all do it. Like they're all objectifying other men, objectifying, like they're very like hyper-masculine in that way. Like yeah, let that bitch suck my dick. Da da da. It's like it's Ooh. not. It's not. It's not comforting to me. Uh, and then his other group of friends are not like that. And then he's the one that brings it up. And it's very weird when he does it, because like there'll be like moments where he'll be like, 
oh yeah, I'm like I was like I was dancing with <laughs> ah, I was dancing with a friend of his. And then there was like a group of his friends with him, and he was like, Yeah, fuck that ass. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. This is like I'm uncomfortable. I'm just trying to dance here. It's just like there are moments where he becomes overly masculine and the bro. Yeah, he becomes a bro. And I'm like, but you're not bro at all. Like, you're very sensitive. And bitch, you're getting fucked by me. So you <laughs> are not that bro Like, you're getting yacked. You think it's Somebody code switching? Yeah. I think it is. I think, he's, I think he's been with this one group of his friends. I think he's been with that friend group for such a long time that, like, where, where I was talking about, where in, the, in queer spaces, that gay friend group is, like, is hyper-masculine. And they're not very interested in like sleeping with people who are feminine or even femininity in general. Like they have like their little quirks here and there because that's how queerness is, but they're not very femme. And so like when, when in that group specifically, he becomes like a man, like he, be, he is a man in that group. Um, and I am not, and I, I'm like, I'm there, but I'm kind of not there sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is not the person who... I go to sleep with that night like this hyper masculine man is not someone who I'm interested in like talking about bathhouses and going to get fucked and doing nasty things to other people I just like I like it in like girl talk where it's like yeah like I like getting fucked and stuff like that but I don't like it to the point where it feels like somebody like it just feels very abject like watching porn like it feels like I'm watching porn but I didn't decide to watch porn you know like it just feels (laughs) objectifying and we've talked about it. We've talked about it. I'm like, oh, sometimes you go into like this bro mode and I don't know what that is. And I think it's because his father was very like, his father was very abusive of him every time that he was like acting feminine or he was like a femme presenting person. So, and his father like hated his queerness, like definitely like died to his grave, like hating him. Um, so I think that there's an aspect of that too that is very present. And then you see his brother, when he's with his brother, it's like, sis, where you been? Like, it's like, sis, it's very like, <laughs> it's very faggoty. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, such a, it's, such a, it's a weird dynamic for me because most of the people who I hang out with are women. And most of them, even the queer people that I hang out with, I'm like, who do I have? Elijah, Warith, um, um, oh, and Pablo. And I'm like, those are like the men who I hang out with. And we all know Wars. Wars high pitched voice. You can't get past it. Sorry, love. Mm-mm. You just, you, we know who you is, girl. It's just, it's there when it's there. <laughs> Elijah is like kind of masculine, but he's mostly nerdy. Like Elijah's just a big old nerd. So there isn't like, there isn't like any hyper masculine energy, unless it comes to his muscles. Like him working out is like, that's his only like male thing. And then my friend Pablo in Philadelphia, I'm like, he's pretty femme and pretty masculine too, but it's never, I don't know, like it's not, it never feels uncomfortable to me. So I'm just like, whenever it is around me, I'm like, mm. I just feel like my father's in the room and I feel grossed out. See, same thing, father, nasty. Yeah, because I'm like, because even my, even my dad, like, he's the type of person who, like, he went to prison for 20-something years. And so when he left, he was like, oh, I dedicated my life to God. And then he saw some pussy and went crazy. You know, like, it was very, like, 
he was fucking bitches left to right. Like my dad went on a fucking spree when he went to Dominican Republic. And I was just like, what happened to God? What happened to dedicating <laughs> your life to Jesus? And it was like, nah, it was like, nah, that was a man in there. And he just, he just wasn't awakened yet. He was trying to find Jesus in the cervix. Basically, mm-hmm. but we work on it. And I think that's the part that like brings it back to like a healthy relationship is that we're able to like, hey, babe, like this feels weird. Can we talk about it? Can we unpack it? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of, it normally fixes itself by itself. Dino. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with it. Y'all know I date out like, yeah, I'll <laughs> bros. <laughs> alpha bros <laughs> a bro um i think that the like noel brought up a good that i was just thinking about a good subject is that even though i date alpha bro males they've never had like a good standing father figure in their life so I don't, I, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think I'm an alpha female. Like, yeah, absolutely, girl. I'm absolutely. a top. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I'm a top. So whenever I have a, a conversation with these alpha bro males and they have this toxicity in them that they've gotten from society, um, you know, it's always my responsibility to be like, if you're going to fit into my life, you got to fit into like my life, who I fuck with who my best friends are all that stuff so you're gonna have to figure some stuff out you're gonna have to learn some things this Mm -hmm. whole misogynistic bullshit isn't gonna fly with me because I have friends that don't roll with that I also you know never want to be in a space where like we're all friends I'm inviting my friends over you're inviting your friends over and you're using rhetoric that doesn't fly it's just not gonna work and so, yes, I've dated alpha males that don't use right, correct pronouns, that don't understand the correct pronouns, but I take my time to be like, listen, this is what's going on in the world. You got to figure it out if you want to be with me. If you can't figure it out, I can't bring you around the people that I love currently. And so therefore you got to let me know now because this isn't going to work out if you can't figure it out. You know what I mean? Like my current partner is an older male. And the lucky thing with him is that he has, you know, daughters, one of which is in in the queer spectrum and they're, you know, Gen Zers. So like they call him out on shit. He's grown Mm -hmm. up around women. So he doesn't have the misogynistic bone. He'll say some misogynistic bullshit as a joke because he knows he's not going to get away with it. And all the women in his family are going to be like, what? Like, like he has daughters, he has a girlfriend, he has a mother who lives with him. So he's around females all the time. So when you say something misogynistic, it's usually as a joke. And if it's not a joke, there's always someone there to be like, really back in, bro, really back in. (laughs) And, and so it's, I'm all about like, if you're going to have a partner in your life, who you wouldn't feel comfortable around bringing around your friends or the people that you know or the people you hang out with, Mm -hmm. you definitely need to chisel out those things. And if you can't, they're not the person for you. Because think about the progression of life, right? If you meet somebody you definitely want and you love them, you want them to marry them. Imagine you're like your, your, um, your wedding, 
Are you going to bring them around your family and your friends if they don't have this like the education for it? Then no. So I always try to like teach, and they've always been receptive. And I think it's because of what Noel said. Most of the alpha males that I've dealt with don't have in a like a outstanding male figure that's completely misogynistic. I maybe had one and it didn't last long and they tried to change within the relationship, but I, I saw right through it because the things that I was teaching them, they would use around me. And then I would see them like, oh, they were talking on the phone. They didn't know that I was listening in and they would use the same shit that I was like, that's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say that shit. Mm-hmm. But it lasts long, but misogynism is not something we need to bring into the future for sure it makes no No. fucking sense at all at all this bro effect like you can be a bro and you can be considerate of other people that's fine you like sports you can be considerate of other people like it, it i just don't understand the whole like environment of i don't know like i think a lot of the guys on tiktok that talk about like high-valued men versus high-valued women bullshit they haven't been around enough people and that's one thing that I really do give credit to like going to call the college that we went to because we were exposed to so many people that it's very hard for us to be like well the people that stand for this are bad people and the people that stand for that are good people because we've been around so many people when we were mm-hmm. in art school that were so different that we're like they're all generally good people you just have to understand them and you have to take the time to learn and educate yourself so I think that translates into our relationships with partners that we choose because you can't bring these people around the people you know now like the people you hang no. out with if they are not educated no. they don't know the right terminology like you just can't like it doesn't make any sense it's fucking like it's old school to beat with somebody that doesn't understand what pronouns are you know what i mean or has a general concept of it or you know they may have their own like values in life. They may have their own um, like views upon life. But if they want to be with you and you're telling them like, yo, this is outdated shit that you're spilling and they don't change that. They don't care for you as much as you think they are, that you do. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I always see the the availability for somebody who thinks a certain way Um to like change their mindset according to like what you're telling them and what you're educating them on as a positive thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a form of love to me for somebody to be like, Oh, I understand what you're talking about. Let me change my vocabulary. Even if I don't mm-hmm. completely understand it. Right. And it's not like you're doing it to change who this person is. Mm-hmm. I think it's really just more of respectability. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it comes down to. So hopefully the new generation figures it out because there's a lot of people on TikTok that are becoming famous and shout out to anybody that's on TikTok calling these people out. You're making them more famous in my perspective, but shout out to anybody that's like, like, Hey, you're, you're doing something that's fucked up on TikTok. You're teaching the new age shit that they shouldn't be like learning. Like we just got finished teaching masculinity 
or masculine men to be more emotional and to be more, you know, what what is it called? Like to adapt more feminism values. And now you're teaching them the opposite. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Shout out to the people that are calling people out on TikTok for that bullshit. Cause I I I have a fear that misogynism is gonna come back hardcore. I just don't want that to be a thing. It- it definitely will. I think the thing too is like to realize is that this sort of like toxic masculinity, this sort of like anti-femme, anti-queer, whatever, like rhetoric, it really is only going to harm you at the end of the day. It's like, because you're not going to get what you want. And so it's like, you can only, those things only allow themselves to like manifest in like very conservative spaces. And like, I don't know, like in the middle of fucking Nebraska where the woman is like, oh yeah, like a wife's job is to be a wife, you know, like those are the only spaces where those things are going to flourish and push forward. But we have, most of us, besides Trinia now living in the South, we've always lived on the coast and we've always lived in more progressive spaces. And so there's very little room for that, like, there's very little room for conservatism and there's very little room for like misogynistic people in that type of way too. So it's like, if you are interested in intimacy, even thinking about this group right now, like if you're interested in intimacy with any of us, if you perpetuate this toxic masculinity, masculinity, if you perpetuate, you know, whatever type of phobias that you have, if you continue to be a person who is not, not a desirable candidate <laughs> or not like someone who's, who is going to fit in the, in the group that we have developed, it's only going to work to your downfall. Like, you're not going to move forward in the intimacy scale. You're like, it's that's it. Like, you're going to lose out on something that is really good and rich. And so, like, if that's on you, you know, like, at the end of the day, that's on you. And so it's like, if you want to be with someone who is more progressive and you think that you can, like, let little things slip here and there, no, a bitch is always watching. A bitch is always watching. What's that? <laughs> the emoji <laughs> pointing at her eye. That is my new favorite emoji. <laughs> but that one is real. It's, it's like, I'm watching. I am watching. <laughs> the third eye is open too. Period. And it's also, it's not going to pass with, you know, with the generation of material girls. Like, it's just, it's not going to pass. It's not going to work. Like, you want to be disrespectful outside of the bedroom. It's just, that's not gonna happen. I promise you, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen in your benefit. It just, it won't. It won't happen. It will not. Anyways, we've come to the closing statements of our podcast today. Very yes. interesting conversations. I love it. But we so gotta Jamel, end it at some point. We do. So, Demel, what is your final statement? I just would like to say that TikTok is a streaming media service. And if you know anything about media, as we all suspected, that media is subjective and you have to still do your research, even if there's a 10 second video that says your research is wrong. You know what I mean? So anything that's trending is probably passive. It's probably trying to distract you from real shit that's happening in the world. So again, do your research, babes, before you comment on bullshit that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. So, and what I'm going to add on to that, too, is 
don't just look at the words you need to dive in and really ingest it ingest what you're reading listening to don't just look at the title and assume shit and my final thought is if you are listening to people who date us <laughs> or the future people who might date us whatever the possibilities are because there's a vast amount of options leave that masculine shit at the door unless it's like i mean leave the misogyny at the door not the masculine yeah misogyny um but leave the misogyny at the door it's like it is just again it really isn't gonna work out in your favor and i think for most people again for even 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 for people outside of people who are dating us like leave that shit at the door it's not gonna help you to be a super macho person it's not gonna help you to like perpetuate the hatred of the people that you're that you're wanting to sleep with like it just it's not clicking it's not clicking because it's like how you misogynist when you want to fuck women that don't make no sense become a Ooh. gay man then you ain't said nothing but a word yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you doing abandoned? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, work. Everyone live a good life. Have a great weekend. Yes, I agree. Well, a good week because they're gonna listen to this on Monday. I know. <laughs> Let's still have a good weekend too. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you for listening to this lovely episode of (laughs) And we'll be back next week. Bye.